If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Bench warmers, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time of the year. We had a big ass playoff run last year this season. We almost had one two seasons ago. We are back. It is time. Far end of the bench here. Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryant. We are talking uh, playoff basketball, playoff hockey. FEOTB after dark. That's after where we're at. <laughs> after dark. Yes, I am running on fumes. Nico is – yeah, way past after dark. Nico, you were at the uh, – you're at – you've been at game one and two of the Nugget series so far. We're going to be at game two of the Avalanche and Kraken series, so we got plenty of stuff to talk about. We're going to catch everything up. Uh, go over the the playoff brackets for both sides, but so far, I mean, other than the fact that it's way later than it normally is, how have the playoffs been so far? And I know uh, I'll give you a chance to plug the your little playoff pushes series as well, since we just posted oh, one well, of those. The vibes are immaculate right now, Jimmy. Go Bears losing this fucking shit. Nuggets are dominating. Obviously, the Abs had a little stumble, so it's unfortunate. Um, playoff pushes, yeah. You, well, I'll be coming out with those episodes once a week. Um, I'm going to be one one minute quick episode. Today we went two for three on Tuesday. We went two for three. So if you're listening to the show, there's more than like more than likely chance that um, Thursday video already out. So when you're listening to this, keep popping. So we went two for three today. One the Nuggets parlay uh, that I teased with the four and a half. Jokic over eight and a half assists. And Jamal obviously went for 40. We'll talk about that later. And obviously Dallas Stars, 60-minute line, hit that too. So Boston didn't come through for us today, but we went two for three. So not too bad. So, yeah, the, vibe, the vibes are immaculate right now. Obviously – Love would love would have loved the Navs win, but yeah, the, we're 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 it, we are in playoff mode, ladies and gentlemen. Can't win them all, and I think this year it it was just a good reminder so far this this deep into the playoffs. Let's start with the NBA because you did just come back from the Nuggets, um, so let's start with them since they are the number one seed in the West, playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. They lead the series two nothing with a big win on Sunday night, one hundred nine to eighty, and then recently. On Wednesday, 122-113, uh, you were at both those games. What have you seen so far? What's been the difference with this Nuggets playoff run than maybe in the last couple of years with how, how they're coming out? And right now, I mean, putting on a show, being one of the most disrespected one seeds in the Western Conference that I can remember for a while, they are making sure their presence has been felt so far. But what have you noticed being live and in person for the first two games? I mean, look, you had people picking us to lose the first round. People were high on this Minnesota team after what they did to the Lakers, who are bums, and the, and all went, ended up losing them. And then what they did to the Thunder, who also had no right being in the playoffs either. And people were like, oh, you know what? They can give them a run for the money, maybe six or seven. And and here the Denver Nuggets come in game one and just say, no, fuck you. There's a switch that was flipped. Right. Look, the Nuggets had that week off. Obviously, the Timberwolves had to play in tournament, so they had to they had to play their way into playing the Denver Nuggets. And what the Denver Nuggets what the Denver Nuggets showed the last three weeks was a team that would lose in the first round of playoffs. Plain and simple. It was not pretty basketball at all. But the flip was the the switch was flipped. Absolutely. You come in game one and you look. There wasn't no Jokic masterclass. He had thirteen, I think eight and fucking eight. That's, that, that is by no means Jokic's best game of series. But you go out of the game and you have Jokic only having to play 30 minutes. You have Jamal or you have Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray playing under 25 minutes. It's a massive win, 
right? Like, like when we talk about where this team wants to be and where this team especially thinks it can be, you need to take those minutes off when you can. And, and getting that rest after the first game where you just fucking kicked the shit out of them, is it was massive for this momentum coming into game two. Uh, coming into game two, obviously, look, I knew it was going to be a closer game. You had that 21-point lead in the first half. And look, Minnesota, on the backs of Anthony Edwards, had their fight back. And, and honestly, in all honesty, that's the best punch they probably could have gave. You had Anthony Edwards obviously drop. I think it was 45 he ended with or something more. I was 40-plus. I know that for a fact. He came out and just could not miss. Could not miss. It was Jamal, Donovan Mitchell versus Jamal Murray all over again, it seemed like, from the bubble. And then, look, the Denver Nuggets returned the favor and said, oh, yeah, there's this guy, number 27, that, oh, last year's playoffs, he wasn't there. Um, two years ago, also wasn't there. Um, yeah, he's kind of a big deal. And, yeah, it's no longer Bubble Murray. It's just Jamal Murray because Jamal is fucking him. And, and people are realizing and remembering, oh, yeah, that guy, that team has that guy who could go – ballistic whenever he wants to and you have the MVP drop a quiet, very, very quiet 27, 9 and fucking 12. I mean, that's the fucking nuggets that I that, that I watched in February and March that seemed unbeatable. And look, this Minnesota team, like I said, this Minnesota team is, it felt like this is their best punch. I don't think Ant's going to drop 40 again. I really don't. I would take a bet that he's not going to drop 40 again and go like that. The man dropped fucking five points in the fucking play-on game versus the Lakers. He's a great player, and I think they need to build around him. But what, who in the, look, this Minnesota Timberwolves team was built to beat the Denver Nuggets. Let's not forget about that, right? Let's not forget. Chris Finch over there, head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, former Denver Nuggets assistant coach. Another assistant coach over there. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. Uh, uh, is 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 assistant coach over there for Timberwolves was on the Denver Nuggets. Tim Connolly, guy who left you to go be the president of basketball offerings for the same position for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You trade the biggest trade of the offseason for Rudy Gobert. You trade five first-round picks, I think it was, and three young stars. Not stars, but young role players. And you built your team to beat this team. And the team, the Denver Nuggets side decided, oh. You must have forgot about the rest of us. It's the old Jay-Z song, allow us to reintroduce ourselves. Because this is the team that I watched in the bubble. If not, if, if, if not better. And I think this team was much better than what the team in the bubble was. And look, I, I could not be more impressed. You took care of business. You did what you needed to do. We're not in the business of sweeping. We're not in the business of six or seven. All you need to do now, go to Minnesota, steal one. Then you'd come home and, and, and end it. That's the that's the name of the game. Go go there, steal one. You don't have to get the game three. Honestly, they'll have they'll be high on their horses. So go try to get game three or game four. If you get game three, you can fucking end it in four. Be happy. But like I said, I'm not gonna be greedy. Get game four. Get out of the series in five games. Um, and, and get ready for a slobber knocker possibly with Phoenix or the Clippers, who seem like they're gonna go seven games on their own. Yeah, much like your playoff pushes videos, this is, this segment is brought to you by BetUS. Um, be sure to use the link down below in the description. It's also in our bios at FEOTB Pod. If you use BetUS, use our link specifically. You'll get uh, uh, you'll help out the Variety Sports Network, which we are proud members of, and you'll be able to start betting with one of the best sport sports books out there. Uh, the Nuggets are in a completely different situation, especially at the end of the regular season this year. That was the worry. The Colorado Avalanche last season kind of took the worry away from for us a little bit. We'll see how 
tonight goes, as you all are listening to this, Nico and I will be live and in person in Ball Arena. Uh, you might as well just take up a residency. You, you I just know, going I, back I, and forth. I should have just pitched the tent and the outside and, and held the parking spot for us for tomorrow. That's what I probably could have done. But like, like to your to your point there, people forget that Avalanche at the end of the season last season. They didn't really. They didn't have much to play for, right? We didn't play for the Presidents Trophy. The team kind of limped their way into the playoffs. Obviously, they went on that massive run. I'm not comparing the two because look, the Avalanche team was the, was the Cup favorite at the, at the time. Like they 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 were all down at box cookies. They never noticed. They still seemed as underdogs for whatever reason. So it's a complete night and day. But like I said, the Avs limped into the playoffs last year. And got that rest, and then they came out buzzing. That's what the Denver Nuggets seems like they've done. Avalanche obviously may be a little bit different story this year for them. I think it's it's worth paying attention to. Obviously, if Jamal Murray steps up and, and takes that next step forward, that'll help out even more. Uh, other Elsewhere in the Western Conference, the Grizzlies and Lakers, the 2-7 and seven matchup, currently tied tonight, the game, Wednesday night, excuse me, 103-93. The Grizzlies win back on... Let's see. Oh, cool. Sunday, yeah. they had uh, game one. The Lakers took that one, 128-112. So, LeBron, like you said, going into the playoffs, still going to be a, a difficult out, still has the experience that it's going to be tough. But so far, so good for the, I say, the, the two seed. As long as you can get one game in Los Angeles, like you were talking about with the Nuggets, that's all you really need to worry about. You split these seven-game series into two-game stretches. Two games at home, two games on the road, home, road, and then if you're the, the high seed, which Minnesota – not Minnesota, excuse me, Memphis is right now, that's where you're you're kind of making sure that you're just kind of – you're keeping your head above water. Stay afloat, tread water. At some point, something is going to open up, or it doesn't. Um, so far, what have you seen? Is Memphis going to gonna fall to the seventh seed? Look, look, they Memphis wins this game too without Jaw. Obviously, Jaw had that massive fall um, on the charge call uh, uh, game one, I believe. And Austin Reeves just went berserk, and Rui Hachimura went berserk in game one. You're probably not going to see that again out of those two games. Uh, let's, let's, let's keep it a buck here. But like I said, look, this is a big, big, big game for Memphis. You don't want to go down 0-2 going to L.A., plain and simple. Um, you did not have your star. You don't have your um, all-star, all-NBA guy on your team, and you relied on Jaron Jackson Jr., who was a defensive player of the year, who got awarded that, I believe it was on Sunday, or might have been Monday. Um, it was well-deserving, absolutely well-deserving, but look, they relied on him heavily, and it, and it, and it paid off. Like Dylan Brooks tried to get in the head of LeBron. He playing simple, tried to, and we saw Lance Stevenson-esque blow on LeBron's face all over again. It's like I'm watching – look, time is a full circle, it seems. It, 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 what comes around goes around, and and everything always happens again for whatever reason. And, and Dylan Brooks doing that, saying, I don't respect guys who haven't dropped 40 on my head, is also an interesting take after the game. Um, I, I think that they're – look, this Memphis team is still talking way too much shit. They really are. They, they haven't won anything. They really haven't won anything. And they're going to go into a into, – we'll, we'll talk about the 3-6 series here in a little bit, but – you sh- this team should be in the Western Conference Finals, right? Like you, like look, no, no offense to Sacktown and like the Beam, but Memphis not making this Conference Finals with with this group and what they have to face through the playoffs would be an absolute travesty. Plain and simple, plain and simple. And I, I, this team, it just seems like they're just they're they're, they're trying to figure out their identity still. They're, they're, they think their identity is are, are the grit and grind Grizzlies. I, I hate to tell you that you ain't Mike Conley, Zebo, and and, and Marcus Soul. That ain't Antonio Allen out there. This is a much different team. It seems high flying and trying to do that. You're not going to bully people all all all, all playoffs long. Plain and simple. Um, 
look, I, I expect this series to probably go six or seven. I, I think that the split will happen. But the big lingering question, obviously, is Jaw's health status because Memphis doesn't have Jaw here. There's a real chance that I think that the Lakers can beat them. And, and, and I think this Lakers team is ass. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't think this Lakers team is good at all. They have two guys, and that is, then one of them is 40 years old. <laughs> okay? <laughs> one of them is 40 years old. Yeah, wouldn't that be fitting for LeBron to make it on a team that shouldn't make it farther than one round into the playoffs? Wouldn't it be nice of him to take advantage of Ja Morant being hurt and getting the Lakers back into that spot? <clears throat> it's worth mentioning that 3-6, like you talked about, right now Sacramento leads 2 nothing. Not necessarily surprising because Golden State is absolute dog water on the road. They're going to have to figure out how to win one on the road. Um, but right now, it's it's not close. Monday night, 114-106, the Kings take down the, the defending champs. And then on Wednesday, actually, they did not play on Wednesday. They'll play again tonight coming up for game three between the Kings and Warriors in San Francisco this time. Uh, are you expecting – there to be a split or are you expecting the home team to continue to hold serve in this series? I don't know, man. I don't know. This game three is massive for Golden State, right? Like, look, Sacramento was all on an all-time high. An all-time high after that after that game one performance, right? First playoff game in 16, 17 years, whatever it was at home. That place was buzzing and they lit the beam not once but twice. <laughs> that 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 city, like like I said, I I, I like to think Nugs and Abs and us are, are have some of the best fan bases in the world. Sacramento fans fucking have it, man. They fucking deserve everything. They deserve every second of this. Like, like, look, everyone's counting you out, including me, to lose in the first round to the defending champs. People are like, ah, we don't fucking respect you. And then, we, and then no one has watched this team all season. Give me one analyst on ESPN, TNT, or whatever that has watched more than five Sacramento Kings games going into the playoffs. You can't find one, plain and simple. And look, this Kings team has taken that, taken that fuck you, we're, we're here for us mentality, right? Golden mm -hmm. State decided, oh, you know what? Let's fuck around with these guys. These guys, we're not going to respect you. We're the defending chance. We're this, that, and the other thing. And, and they, 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 they got costed. Like you said, Jimmy. Warriors, one of the worst teams in the road, on the road this season. One of the worst. And and, and we're not talking just playoff teams. We're talking in the league. A team I don't think I don't think they scratched over 15 wins on the road. That's bad. That's very, very bad. It's the reason why they sat at six. And, and look, you have this thing that happened with Draymond Green, right? You have the stop. You have the yelling at the, at the fans. You have the Sabonis grabbing Draymond's, Draymond's leg to instigate. And this team, Warriors team, just seems like like they're on their last run. Their depth is out there. You traded James Wiseman, the only fucking good center you had left, for Gary Payton, who doesn't get more than five eight five to eight minutes off the bench. I I, I look that, that last year's run may have been it. I'll, I'll say it. It may have been it for them. Plain and simple, because you're gonna have to win this game three without Draymond Green. Plain and simple. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But you have to win this game three because you go down three zero. You have to win three games on the road. You have to win three games on the road. Or sorry, no, yeah. two games on the road. My fault. My, two, my two games on the road. Two and, games on yeah. the road. And you're you're a team that struggles mightily and a, and, a, and a fan base that is excited more than anything at playoffs. So this game three is a must, must, must win for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but now to the the, the, the stomp gate, the, the, the little the little stomp gate that happened. First of all, yes, Draymond should have been suspended. I I, I know our boys at Fat Boy Fadeaway are gonna are gonna argue with me about this, but but look, if anyone else does that, it's not a fucking suspension. It's not 
Plain and simple. He's built this reputation. He's done this multiple times. There's a five-minute fucking highlight video of him with flagrant two fouls on Twitter. You can search for it. Plain and simple. Whether you like it or not, the league takes notice of past instances. And and look, yeah, Sabonis grabbed his ankle. He absolutely did. But you can fucking not stop your fucking knee foot into his ribs. You you could have you could have fallen forward and, and got a, got a foul on Sabonis. Instead, you fucking stepped straight down on him. You could have went to the side. You could have been totally avoided. So you do that first of all, and then you decide you're going to go talk shit to the whole crowd, to the whole crowd. No remorse. No nothing, just be like, yeah, fuck you, flipping them off, doing the whole thing. And all of this is happening while the commissioner of the league is sitting four rows up from courtside. Watch this be like, what the fuck are you doing? Can't read the shit. He just stepped in on his fucking ribs. He's not fucking playing game three. In no world was he going to play game three. No world. I am not surprised in a little that he that he got suspended. Is that a suspendable offense for a guy like I don't know, fucking Clay, Clay Thompson? No, it's not. It's a ah, eh, here's a fine. Play on for a guy that is as dirty as Draymond Green is, and and for the level of, of player that he's had um, for his career, yes, it's a suspension nine times out of ten it is. I and, and look, I I love our boys over there, Fat Boy Fadeaway. But Draymond has this fucking reputation. And, and this is a league that, that, that look, if, if it's the first instance, yeah. But the fact you ran your mouth, you fucking stood up on the bench, you flipped off the Kings fans, you yelled into their faces. No, that's never going to let that happen. Never, never, ever, ever. And look, Golden. he's costing his team more than he's helping. Like, yeah. I watch that fucking Warriors team. He doesn't fucking shoot the ball. He plays defense and rebounds. The main you could you could sit whoever Dream, whoever's guarding Draymond in the paint if there wasn't a five second call uh, um, on the defense. You could literally sit him in there the whole game and not have Dray, Draymond guard at all. Because plain and simple, he does nothing offensively. People beg him to shoot the ball. That's how bad and piss poor he is offensively. His defense not major help against the Bucks. Major help, but. Look, he's costing his team right now. Plain and simple, you don't do that. You don't. You look. The maybe look. So so take into the fact that maybe he couldn't avoid stomping his chest, just for whatever reason, he couldn't avoid it. Why in the world do you think it's okay to go run your mouth to the fans and stand up on the thing, chirp like that when you know what you did? Uh, you do know we know he did? knows what he did? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. I bet you he has a very skewed version of reality. If we asked him what exactly happened, he's not going to say that he stomped. That's Draymond's MO. We knew that he was going to be this detriment to the team way back when that video came out over the summer of him knocking out Jordan Poole. This has been a, a common city theme. Also, to speak to that, the struggling on the road for Golden State. So their home record this season, 33-8 and eight on the road, 11-30. and 30. They're a very good team on the on the on, at home. Very good team on the home. I, I I think the Kings are a very are one of the best teams on the road too. I don't I don't know what the record is off the top of my head, but I know they're a very good team on the road too. Twenty five so, and sixteen. That, I mean, that's look that that's that's, that's a the very best, solid record. It's a very best of the teams record. that made the playoffs. Uh, very very record. solid record on the road. So they are a very good team on the road. And like I said Golden State has to win too, and you have to win one without 
the fucking idiot. <laughs> Plain and simple. The, 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 do- the dodo bird over there that likes to run his mouth. Uh, we saved the best one for last because I know that you wanted to, to come on and, and get this in. Four, five, Suns and Clippers tied one one game apiece. Uh, I got the, the scores pulled up here. So on Tuesday night in game two, the Suns evened everything up, 123-109. Back on Sunday, they took a big loss, 115-110. Back and forth series so far, Kawhi Leonard is still a very, very all-world basketball player. In most people's eyes, I think people were kind of confused because he was hurt and didn't really play. But this Clippers team, if they're able to get over the Phoenix Suns, do they scare you moving on into the second round? Jimmy, they scare me more than Phoenix. Yeah, I just said that. I just fucking said that. They scare me more than the Phoenix Suns. This Clippers team getting Paul George back for the second round scare me a lot more. I'll, I'll look. This may be a hot take. I'll fuck. I'll, I'll, but I'll say it. But I'll say it. Kawhi Leonard all time is better than Kevin Durant. We're ready. I'm ready for that conversation. I'm ready for that conversation. Kawhi Leonard defensively and offensively game, yeah, he's not as lethal of a scorer as Kevin Durant is. But no one is as good on clamps defensively as Kawhi Leonard in the league the last 10 years. I'll say, if there's one guy I pick across the league that I'm saying, I need this guy to go guard the opposing best player, whether it be a center to point guard, I'm picking Kawhi Leonard. The guy has led two different uh, uh, teams to NBA championships. Kevin Durant needs a company around him. Kawhi Leonard out there says, I'm him. Put the pressure on me. I'm the guy that you want the backs on. Kawhi Leonard scares me more than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's going to drop 50 on my head, but his team will end up losing because the rest of the, because he held the ball for too damn long. Kawhi Leonard will drop 35 on my head, and he'll have Jokic or Jamal or Michael Porter Jr. scoring five points. Like that's that's the difference in this team, plain and simple. Um, the Clippers are a much deeper team, too. Like I said, look, the Suns have four guys that would be in the rotation on every single playoff team, and no one else. No one else. Torrey Craig is their fifth starter. He would not be in the rotation for any playoff team. Name one. Any playoff team. East or West. Uh, that's their fifth starter. DeAndre Aiden's stud, right? Katie's stud. Uh, um, Booker's stud. Chris Paul. We all know how I feel about Chris Paul. And, and, and the rest of that team, like, they're, they're a bunch of nobodies. If the Phoenix Suns want to play Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Aiden 40 minutes a night, they're not going to last in the Western Conference Finals. And that's what they did to win game two. Their offense was potent. Their offense was unreal, unstoppable in that, that, that game two. They, they, the, the Clippers had no answers, plain and simple for them. But I would like to see them to do 40 minutes like that at night because these playoff games are exhausting. Exhausting. You don't think Kevin Durant is feeling the pains of having Kawhi Leonard locked on him for 40 minutes? I, I mean, like, like I said – I, I think that the coaching uh, – I wouldn't say the coaching. Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. But Ty Lue has obviously won an NBA championship. He has that experience under his belt. Kawhi Leonard, two-time NBA champion. The only thing over there that the Suns have going for them is KD being the, being the second fiddle on, 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 on a Warriors championship team. Yeah, I said it. Second fiddle. He wasn't the guy. He wasn't. Ask Fat Boy Fadeaway. He wasn't the guy. It was, just, it was Steph Curry's team. It always was. I, I – I, if he wants to be the guy leading him to this team to the championship, we'll see how it happens. Um, if they have contributions from Devin Booker and Chris Paul to, to lead the way, then this team would be very, very tough to beat. 
principle. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting, but, but I've seen what Chris Paul does in playoffs. I've seen it. I've, I've watched the, I've watched the game of basketball since I was fucking four years old. I've had a basketball in my fucking cradle. I've been watching Chris Paul since he walked set foot in the league, whether it be New Orleans, whether it be Oklahoma City, and that's Oklahoma City Hornets, and then and then the, then the Houston Rockets, and then Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder, and obviously now or the Clippers, and now obviously the Suns. The man, the, the man falls falls apart when it's just, when the light shine bright. Just ask what happened, Luca, to uh, what happened when he was guarding Luca in the playoffs last year in round two, getting forty piece on home in Game Seven. Like I said the Suns team, very very good, top heavy. But at some point, playing four guys forty minutes a night is going to come back to bite you in the ass. It's a tough workload, especially for a playoff type atmosphere. Uh, the Clippers, I. They're much light, more likable team without Paul George. I don't know what it is. I just don't really. I like don't them. mind Paul George. I, I I don't I don't like them because of uh, Bones. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> I I honestly don't really want a Bones revenge series. I'm being honest with you because that was a lot to deal with during the regular season when he came back. Um, I don't mind Paul George. I don't mind Kawhi Leonard. Um, I'll find someone to hate. Like, like I said, I, look, you have, you have to find one guy you just fucking hate. And right now it's Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot stand looking at that face, okay? I cannot stand looking at that face, and I cannot stand looking at Kyle Anderson's face. So that's me right now. I'll find a face to hate. Let's play, if they make it that far, I'll play some, I'll find a face to hate. I think it's, it's pretty easy. Um, let's move over to the Eastern Conference. We'll go a little bit quicker through these, and then we'll talk about um, when the next games are for each series. Bucks and Heat tied at one one. Uh, so are Bucks the Knicks and Cavs. Oh shoot, Bucks won without Giannis. That's big time. That's a big win too. Those are two big game two wins for Memphis and Miami. Um, not having Giannis, not having Jaw. Giannis obviously same almost same identical injury as Jaw did. So that's big for Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and Cleveland and New York are are looking that they're like they're going to have a a knockdown dragout series Monday night. Uh, Tuesday night. Oh, the fact that they don't play back every it's other day is stupid because you can do that way easier in basketball than in hockey. It's just, just my opinion. Uh, I might, might be a little bit salty. You're not wrong. <laughs> Game two on Tuesday, Cavs took the victory 107 to 90. Um, I think the game one, honestly, comes down to the lack of experience that we know is on Cleveland's side with how young they are. Everything is gravy at this point. They should be able to to move on to at least the second round. But as long as you get that good playoff experience, I think they'll take that and, and kind of build for the future. The 76ers and Nets, Philadelphia leads that series 2-0. Brooklyn has absolutely nothing now that they've traded all their, their dudes Brooklyn away. Brooklyn should not win a game. If, if Brooklyn wins a game, then fucking Philadelphia. And Embiid can't get the MVP. If Brooklyn wins a game, Embiid no longer is eligible for MVP. Um, and then that's Boston. a fair trade off. Good, good trade off to me, Jim. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And uh, Boston currently leads Atlanta to nothing. Uh, looks Atlanta, like Trey Young. Atlanta shouldn't get a game. Brooklyn shouldn't get a game. These Eastern fucking playoffs are snooze fests. I, I, I think obviously the. Uh, I think if Milwaukee has Giannis, it'll be interest. If they don't have Giannis, it'll be interesting. If they have Giannis, they should roll through Miami. Um, and and if it, this Brooklyn or not Brooklyn, sorry, this this New York versus uh, Cleveland matchup should be the only one to go seven. I think. I think. I don't think the Hawks should. Get, like I said, I don't think the Hawks should get a game. They look deflated and they don't have an answer for anybody on Boston. And I don't think Brooklyn should get a game either. And if they do, then they're just going to be at detriments because if Philly goes into round two with a with a four zero sweep, like I said, look, those two teams are on a collision course. 
Like those two teams need all the rest they can get. You don't want to fuck around with these first round matchups. You know what's ahead of you. You know what's Philly versus Boston. You know that's happening. So I I guess we'll see what how they play out get on their way there. I think health is going to be a big play big factor in these playoffs. The last thing we we talk about before we get into the schedule brought to you by Bet US. Jokic nursing that wrist injury. I know that it's been something he's dealing with for the last couple of years, so it's not like it's new. Uh, it, it did call into question. It seems to have been making a little bit more headlines. Maybe that's just because the national media is paying a little bit more attention. Crazy. Is there any concern for you that no. Jokic might get no, injured no, and not be able to play? Unless his arm's falling off, he's going to play. They'll put questionable down just to fucking give the other team hope. <laughs> that's what they'll do. It's fucking mind games this time of the year, Jimmy. You know fuck how it fucking goes. It's fucking mind games. It's the coach like, eh, you know what? Let's just put you down as questionable. There's no chance you're not playing, but let's just put you down as questionable to make the other team think that you actually are too hurt and and just have you drop 27, 9, and 12 tonight and just and 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 be a quiet, be the quiet assassin like you are tonight. So I yeah, no, I'm I'm not stressed at all. Um I love the rotations, what's happened so far with this team. Like I said, I expect to win one game and Minnesota, I don't expect to win both. Um that that's what that's what my expectation is for this team. And I expect this game series to be over four or five. Plain and simple and get ready for the next one. Because this team needs to get rest. This look getting rest and getting getting healthy is something this team has not had the last two years. It's time to get that back and get this back, boys back on track, ready to go. Because I think, look, I, there's 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 not there's not a team in the West that that played as good the first two games than us. Sacramento, you could say maybe. Um, um, Memphis, obviously, no, had that bad first game. Clippers, Suns, kicking shit at each other. You dominated your first two games. You should. You're the one seed. But now yeah. it's time to take care of business where it's due, and then we'll get ready for the next one. If Boston and Denver take advantage and, and get out their series both in five, that's why you play as hard as you do in the regular season to get the one seed because you get the easy matchup, you get the extra rest, and taking advantage of it is a huge step to finding a way to win. Uh, let's take a look. Next game's coming up, brought to you by BetUS. Make sure you use the link down below in the description or in our bios at FEOTB Pod. Help out the Variety Sports Network and put a little bit of change back in our pockets and yours. Uh, Nuggets game three coming up on Friday. The Suns and Clippers next game will be taking place Thursday night as you're listening to this. So will the Kings and Warriors game three. And then Saturday is when the Grizzlies and, and Lakers will go at it again for game three. So then over it's a on long the, break. It's a long break for John to come back. <laughs> long yeah. Break. If they're able to continue on, if they somehow survive this Lakers series, you know that they're wanting to get it done in five. If it goes six, they're they're going to be struggling. They're not going to be – that's when you start using up your reserves and you start exposing yourself because if you don't have your top guys, your backups play longer, and it expo- exposes why they're backups. There's a reason why they're not starting. Not everybody is is as good is good enough to be able to take that mantle. Um, over on the Eastern Conference, Saturday, Bucks and Heat will play their game three. Friday, Cavs and Knicks. Thursday, as you're listening to this, the Sixers and Nets. We'll see if Philadelphia can continue that streak and go up 3-0. Looking like it's going to be Boston and Philly in the in the second round, which would be that's going to be that's probably going to be the best series in the playoffs up to that point. I might actually watch that series. That's how entertaining that one will be. Um, Celtics and Hawks game three will be taking place on Friday. My last thing before we move on and, and start talking about the NHL playoffs. What is it with these schedulers? Why is Colorado in the in the West Coast? It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. 
I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why we didn't play at 6 o'clock on Sunday when the Suns are on the fucking Pacific Coast or Pacific time. Actually, I don't know. They, they don't change their time zone, so that's the weird no. part about them. I think they're Either the same way, as us. But... It's, it, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's... Like I said, once you advance through the playoffs, that's not a problem. Um, but these first-round fucking games are brutal. It's just tough. Tell you yeah, what, sleep schedule was rough. <laughs> As you can tell, as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously we're going through a little bit faster than we normally would, but we're going to make it up and have another episode drop on Saturday to try and stay up to date as best we can uh, and give a little bit of a recap uh, as to our experience at game two. This will be our first time going to a playoff game with, the, with each other, with one another. I was talking to my mom earlier tonight. It'll, it's going to be my first chance to actually see one of the teams that I – Truly love with all of my heart, have a playoff win. I'm knocking on wood because I don't, I definitely don't want it to go like the other night did. Um, but no, I'm, I'm very excited for the playoff sports that we have coming up. As long as we don't have a 2020 situation or 2021 situation, I cannot have both teams in the playoffs looking like they're going to make runs. And then we are out in eight days. I'm tr- I'm saying it to try and mush it. I'm not saying it to try and manifest it. Jimmy, I want to mush the shit out of this. I need to break the news, but Russell Wilson tweeted out the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday night, so we may be in trouble. Mother I know. I, these just fucking. Did he flip start. a golf cart again? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably did it. That fucking Kennedy golf course. I, I just like I said, I just need just, just Rockies, worst team in baseball. Just stay away. Oh. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Just, 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 just tweet the score out. That's all you need to do, Twitter admin, Instagram admin. Just tweet the fucking fourteen to four loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates on a Wednesday midday game. I don't need to know about hey Denver's Denver's popping. I don't care. Russ Wilson, shit, zip, nope, nothing. Just care about the draft. I don't want to hear anything. Don't show up to the games. Don't do anything. It was actually funny because Terrell Davis was at game two of the Nuggets. That's someone I'm fine with. Peyton Manning, come to an Avs game. Come to a Nuggets game. I'm fine with that. You've won something here. Not the other people. No, not you. Get get, get as far away stay, as possible. Stay away. You're throwing stay off away. the mojo. Don't throw off the mojo. I don't want any of that. Um, <clears throat> you good to move on to NHL or is there anything else you oh, want to touch on? Absolutely. Like I said, I'll be, uh, I mean, hold, knock on wood, we don't go to five, but I'll be at game five. I'll be at most of Denver Nuggets games going up. So, um, like I said, I, 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 I've been hitting pretty good on NBA plays. So, so don't, uh, NHL is where I've been struggling a little bit at the start of the playoff. So, um, check out the power or the, what the fuck I call it? playoff pushes. Um, it's the play on words. You got to push me, push it in, um, shove it in that, that, Fuck, I need to stop. It's late. That's pause, what she said. Pause. Pause on that. I, I, I Like I said, I'm going to throw out bets every night. I'll pro- I'm going to get both NBA and NHL both in there. Today was – or on Wednesday night was two two hockey picks and one basketball pick. Uh, but I'm going to try to get all that for you guys because I like, I, I like giving out winners. It's fun. And we got a great sponsor to do it with, BetUS. Make sure you use the link down in the description below. That was look at the NBA playoffs presented by BetUS at BetUS Official. On all our social medias, make sure you help us out as well as the Variety Sports Network. Here, moving forward on episode 134, it's time. I mean, I feel like we should just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm wearing the jacket. I'm wearing the hat. I definitely took that loss. That's one thing that you can definitely say. If you watch the beginning stuff that we put out for this show, obviously I, I didn't keep my emotions in check very well. Last night, Tuesday night as everyone is listening to this, Gave me every reason, every indication. I should just lose my shit. I should have a tantrum. Nothing is going right, and it seems like things are just getting worse. We are getting out-hustled and outplayed by the Seattle Kraken. 
here's the good thing. Here's the way that I'm spinning it in my head. We actually just had this conversation at the wrestling practice that I was at. Most people have about 15 seconds where they can go 100%. Give or take, depending on your training, it might get a little bit more, might get, might be a little bit less. I know for a fact, just watching that game the other night, talent-wise, the Avalanche are not touched by the, by the Seattle Kraken. If Andre Burakovsky was out there, you can maybe change that a little bit. I say they have Yanni Gord, uh, they have McCann, and Matty Beniers. But other than that, nobody really scares me on this on the Seattle Kraken team. Yet, they had all of the momentum on Tuesday night and everything to play for. It's a wake-up call. That's what you have to use it as because this is not last year's playoff run. You're not going to be sweeping your first and third rounds of the playoff series. And you're not just going to be able to turn shit back around. I, I'll admit it. In the second period, when we're down, when we tie it up, I go, okay, that was cute. Now let's go. Let's put four more on these boys and send everybody home early. And it just never happened. It never came, let alone, I did not see Georgie giving up what was what ended up being a pretty soft goal. I don't I don't know your feelings on that, but that goal to make it three one instead of two one really took the wind out of everybody's sails. They tried pulled the goalie with about four minutes left. Just no sustained offensive pressure. Uh, kudos to Seattle. You don't want to take anything away from Hextall and those guys. They had a great game plan set up, but unfortunately, like. I'm going to say it. That was a dud. That was the one of the first duds that we've seen since uh, game – was it game four of, of the Stanley Cup finals against Tampa? Was it game four, yeah. maybe game four against uh, – or game five against St. Louis where you're just like, really? That's that's the effort that we're putting I, out? I would now? even say game game uh, game six uh, – or sorry, game game five against Tampa Bay with the, with the, with the cup in the building, I would say, um, where, yeah. where you had all the momentum, you had a chance to win it too. Uh, I, my, my thoughts to this are simple. What did I say last week, Jimmy, or two weeks ago? The Colorado Avalanche lost four games on their way to a Stanley Cup championship last year. Yeah, it that doesn't happen. never happens. <laughs> never. It's not going to happen again, fun, funny enough. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to play good teams, play simple. And look, people are saying Seattle is Seattle is a is is an experience, right? People are saying that Seattle is not all that. That they're all this. Last time I checked, who the fuck cares about what the jersey you're wearing? There's five guys over there with Stanley Cup final experience alone. Like, like yeah, it's not top line guys, but it's still cup playoff experience, and that goes a long way. And, and look. I, I we should have planned for the Grubauer revenge game to happen. <laughs> I, 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 revenge I, game, good with. If it it turns starts to look more like a revenge series, I'm gonna have some issues. We're gonna have to start sending. I, I, know, I, I will. Have, I will have issues too. But I, I look. I, I, I think Grubauer relished at the at the chance of playing this team. Martin Jones was their starter at the end of the year for Pete's sake. They fucking put Grubauer into the net because they said, ah, you're facing your former team. Grubauer has fucking beat us three times this year um, in net for them. Once the not, one, we did not play them well at all this season. No, we, we they won the season series against us. I think it was yeah. 3-1 or something along those lines. Maybe it was uh, 2 0 and one Either we whatever. A, we won a shootout, but that was it. We didn't actually beat them in regulation. Either way, we did not play very well against these guys. It seemed like this team, we, we just took this game off for every reason. And Grubauer is obviously in the net for most of those. And Grubauer is now beating this team three times. And you don't think that he's a little salty that he didn't win a cup? I, I, like I said, he, he's, he's got to be a, he's a little salty, plain and simple, that he wasn't on that team last year. 
Like, like, look, he's won a cup. He won a cup in, in Washington, but he wasn't the number one guy. He would have loved to be the number one guy here and won a cup, plain and simple. Obviously, he was a reason why we didn't win it all. So, so it, it's no fault to his own. Um, but like yeah. I said, you had to expect a revenge game, revenge couple of games. And Grubauer is a goalie when he gets hot. Like I said, why can we say when he played for us? When he's hot, he can steal games. In my opinion, he stole that game. He absolutely stole that game. He played head over heel, and there was a times the abs were coming downhill quickly, very, very quickly, had their chances. They just didn't, could not put the puck in the back of the net. And yeah. like I said, I, I, I don't think that Georgia played bad. That first one, look, he, he, he shouldn't. That, that was not on him at all. That was on Taves. 100%. That was on Taves. And then, and and then the did, second, it, not to single him out because everybody else did that too. We turned the puck over in our zone way too much last night, and that was what I, caused the first. And one, of, one, and one of the other players that was also struggling heavily was Josh Manson. Manson, oh, yeah. obviously, coming back from injury was horrendous. He was the last 28 games, 24 games of the regular season. I, I mean, look, they had seven defensemen. We, I, I think it was six, actually. Jack Johnson, I don't think, was, was suited He didn't up. suit last night. But I would, I would highly recommend him being suited up on having that seventh defenseman because yeah. right now, look, the, the Seattle Kraken plain simple said everybody else but the top line beat us. And they plan simple, didn't it? But we, you had tough showings from OC. You had tough showings from from Newhook at, at, at the stripe, trying to win faceoffs. You had tough tough positions everywhere from there, and you had bonehead plays from Manson and, and Taze in the back end. Obviously, we don't expect that from Taze, but Manson having that twenty eight games um, since he hasn't played in twenty eight games, that's that's difficult for everybody. It's difficult for yeah. everybody, and throwing him as and on that second line defensive pair, they just fucking took advantage of it. They absolutely did, and there's there's no there's no. There's no, uh, um, there's no, no, no fault to go around anywhere other than praise toward the sale crack, in my opinion. Like I said, they came out buzzing. They they got their first franchise um, playoff win in history, and it's against us. It's unfortunate. It will be that one small head no in in, in, in history, in hockey history. Um, but like I said, I expect, I expect to, I expect a response. I really do. There's one thing yeah. that the Colorado Avalanche did better than anybody last year, and especially the last couple of years, and that's respond from a playoff loss. Yeah, not, win, not lose two bad. in a row. They don't were, let they were, it. Were, yeah, you don't let you don't, don't go don't go down too low. You get you get the series back tied up. You go to Seattle where look, the place will be buzzing on that game three. That, that Seattle game will be buzzing, and you're gonna have to steal one right to get this game to get the home ice back. Plain and simple. So it becomes like I said with these playoff series basketball hockey, it's chess matches, right? It's like all right. I got I, I got the one I got the I, I just took this pawn at this position. Well, I just took this horse from you that that position, right? All right, how can I take this to take your take take your queen or take take your fucking diagonal piece? I don't know if the name is chess, but I like playing chess. I I, I, I it's it's a chess match back and forth, right? Yeah. It's give and take, give and take. And right now the abs have to t- make a statement on on the game that we'll be going to and, and get this right back on track. And look, I'm not gonna blame Georgia for that loss. Obviously, that last one was soft, but you lose three one. Right, it's not the one that decided. There's two other goals there that that, that hurt you. Plain simple, and and goals like that happen every now and then. Plain simple, you don't want to see them happen consistently. Then you're gonna have a problem on your hands. But things like that happen, and and in a, in a game where you were you were tied, and then you just you, you, once you lost the lead, you lost the lost the tie. It just seemed like you were you were trying to tread water to get back get back in the game. Never led at all, by the way. Never had a lead yeah. in the game. Closest we got was that 1-1 tie. Going to the goaltenders, Phil Grubauer, 34 saves on 35 shots. Uh, only one goal allowed. Seven, 971 save percentage. 
So obviously the guy was, he, the guy was averaging fucking two and a half goals per game, Jimmy. It's, it's, like, it's like, the weirdest. And, and I here's the thing. I thought I just kept waiting, and I was saying it with with my dad. And we were, I was watching with my parents. I was like, look. We all know we remember the game, the goal that he gave up against the Knights in game six. He is more than likely to just let an absolute softy in. And he decided, no, he, not only is he going to get all the lucky breaks where like it's bouncing off the paddle of his stick and it goes on his shoulder and bounces off the crossbar. That one from McKinnon. I just God. how, how, how is that, that was, sequence? That was a post that he, that he, had t- he like pet and like touchdown when he was here the hero was like ah do me good again please do me good again that, yeah. that, he, that he got to use while he was here that he was like ah, i'll get my i'll get my chance again i think that was in the second period where he would have been on his the oh, yeah, normal side been, the side that he would have recognized yeah. from from the abs uh georgiev 27 uh saves on 30 shots allowed obviously gave up three goals sitting at about a 900 it's one game so it's skewed but you got to get better than the minimum threshold is about a 935 you get 935 goaltending and you have your actual your weapons actually be potent on offense and you can score, you can win games like that. But if you're giving up, you're facing a goalie that's going 971 and you're only got 900 in you, that's a losing recipe nine times out of ten and losing in regulation like we saw. <clears throat> I don't know what it is about the Kraken. I Hopefully you can look at in a mirror and go, these are young guys. It kind of looks like them. Not the Calgary season, but the year that they played Nashville and just were totally overmatched. They shouldn't have been in that situation in the playoffs. That's where I'm looking at Seattle. So I'm still giving them their praise, but come on. You guys know that was way, way easier than you gave it credit for. Way easier than you thought it was going to be to try and steal a game, especially at Ball Arena. That Give credit to the fans, and we're going to be a part of those on Thursday night when everyone is listening to this. They were ready. They were just waiting for the Avalanche to give them a reason. If they scored – if they get two, even if it's the third period and you just tie it back up at two, that place was going to explode. You're going to have the energy at that point to push yourself further. But no, the energy was sucked out of the building on that that third goal, unfortunately. And look, I, I think this team, like I said, I, th- I very much think this team will respond. And, and to, to, to counter your point with Georgiev, what is one thing that helped Darcy? One thing that helped Gruby and, and Varley when they're here? It's it's the people in front of them. It's the defensemen in front of them. The defensemen obviously were terrible last night. Kale was trying to do too much offensively. Manson obviously had a horrendous game. Devontae's had some bad turnovers. That's the one thing. Look, Darcy was fucking terrible this year in Washington. Grubauer fucking lost his starting job in Seattle. Uh, and to Martin fucking Jones, who's fucking 38 years old. Like, like, like you have to like look. Georgiev is 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 not by any means a a top five goalie in the playoffs, but we did that last year with with not a top five goalie in the playoffs. Right last year, you have to have your defenseman in front of you help back you up. You have to have the blocking shots. You have to have them not giving up the puck in your own end. You have to have those things, or else you're going to be facing those good good chances, not great, not bad chances, good chances. Right, mm-hmm. that first one that went in, that's as good a chance as 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 a. Uh, I don't know the guy who's Tolvin. I Eli Tolvin. That's as good as to- chances Tolvin has had his whole career, right? One on one with the goalie with the puck, got a rebound and tapped it in, quick and easy like that. Like you were, you, Josh Manson giving that many plays up and 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 just wide open shots to the net. Grubar should or not Grubar, sorry, Georgia should not be facing this many shots. Plain and simple, you should have your boys. It was a block shots in front of you and make life easier on you because that's what the recipe was last year to win. Because Darcy got fucking hidden behind a very, very good top six defenseman in front of you. Um, so let's hope that this team can turn around in that, in that aspect. Uh, you 
one of the, the ones that you hit, we're going to the other matchup in the central bracket of the playoffs. Dallas ends up coming back after that double overtime loss in game one. They even things up winning seven, three in Dallas at American airlines arena. Seven, They'll play seven, three. I, not yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. Um, I was more paying attention to the nuggets and I actually caught a little bit. I'm of proud of you. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah. I was, listening on the ra- the I was listening to it on the radio. I wasn't even, I, I, yeah, I went old school. I was kicking it old school, but the Dallas stars obviously made a big statement. Uh, <clears throat> let's talk about the end of game one. First that hit on P- Pavelski. You see anything wrong with it other than the fact that it, that's a 39-year-old man inching towards senior citizenship? Oh, we probably shouldn't gosh. be hitting it like that. I oh, thought it was a clean hit, and it's just unfortunate. Uh, like, it, it I was in the I right spot. I, I'm not going to argue a clean hit. I, I would say that like that, there was no elbow. That quick pace of a game, I know you hate Pavelski also. That does not help the situation at all. But that fast pace of a game, look, it's a, it's a close play. But a guy goes high like that. And, look, it wasn't the impact that hurt Pavelski. It was the head bouncing off the ice, right? Yeah. And that that high of an impact and falling on the head on your forward does not help anybody on hard, solid ice. No. That's 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 a concussion waiting to happen, plain and simple. I, um, look, I, I think – when you have an injury of that magnitude, you have to give a major. I, I know that they gave it back. And, and look, I'm not trying to give Dallas any sympathy here because of what they did on, on in game two. But I, I really think that, that if you're not going to call that, there's going to be a lot more bad injuries. Like, 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 look, if that's, if that's a play where that's McKinnon there that, 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 that try to take off and got leveled like that. And the only reason why he got hit that hard and he got injured was his head bounced off the ice. That's, that's, that's a dangerous play. That's a play that, that's a play that will hurt anybody, hurt anybody's chances in the Seneca finals. Losing Pavelski is going to hurt the stars, plain and simple. So I think, I think that's, that's something you have to call. And, and it's not something that, that, that's, that's necessarily called that badly game week fucking two of the season. But in the playoffs, that magnitude, that intensity of a hit, that bad of an injury, you have to, in my opinion. You have to. It's not It's not a matter of, oh, he did this correctly. Oh, he did that correctly. The dude's head bounced off the fucking ice at fucking 100 miles per hour, <laughs> for fuck's sake. You don't ever like, – like, you will need to avoid that those kind of plays at all costs. And by sending a message, like the quote-unquote – train on things by sending a message that you can't be stomping on a dude's fucking ribs and that's the, how the playoffs are going to go unfortunately and in the playoffs so far that has been in my opinion there's been a lot of penalties there's been a lot of penalties a lot a lot, a lot of people not really allow, allowing ask toronto how they feel about all the penalties <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that series a real i know we're, we're saving it but <laughs> i was listening to the Leaf radio the broadcast talk about it made me feel better it made me <laughs> yeah, it, it was before the better. game but it just made me feel better like Oh, there's there's some white whiny people out there in the world. There. But yeah, I I look, I don't I don't I don't think it was dirty dirty. I don't think it's but I'm surprised that look Dumba obviously smiling in the penalty box doesn't help. I'm surprised him 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 not he didn't have to drop gloves right away, which is interesting. I think that's a that's a mistake by Dallas. They should have dropped gloves right away and had your force go right right at him. Um, that could have swayed the win for you and got got you a two zero lead. Plain and simple. Um, but going back to the game. Look, Minnesota, Minnesota got fucking locked out. My God, the amount of fucking, the amount of pipes, the amount of fucking stick chances that were stopped. Ottinger play out of his damn mind. I mean, Dallas had that game one in their fucking hands. 
right? They, they that's why I was so confident with my playoff pushes getting Dallas money line 60 minute. Like I didn't have to worry about the money line straight up. Give me the odds with 60 minute. And they're just dominating because Ottinger was that good. Look, you have three goals tonight. Obviously, I didn't watch the game. But three goals tonight is not a great performance. Ottinger, plain and simple. But he dominated that overtime outside the one goal that that, that was given up. And and Minnesota did what they needed to do. But my God, Minnesota may have fucked up everything, Jimmy. They may have like, fucked up everything with this one small move, and I, I, I wonder what I, I, I want to know if you if you can think what I'm thinking, what they did wrong. I honestly am not they, even. They started flurry in game two. Oh man, they started That's... for the the goaltender, the, 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 the fucking Johnson. I don't know if not maybe Frederick Johnson or something like that. Whatever the hell goalie that played is out of his ass in game one. They said. Ah, let's go with Flower game two. The guy who just won you a playoff game with 40 saves, let's go to Flower. Fuck you, right? Let's go to Flower. And, and I'm not saying maybe that that's the reason why they lost, but but it's not. it does not help putting up seven, allowing seven goals from the net. Flower is a hell of a guy. My God, if you, it, the guy drops 40 saves for you, keep it in fucking net. That's his net. Should have been. Should have been his net. net. You, now you don't you, need now to you're mess in his it. head to be like, oh, am I fucking playing? Am I not? Am I playing? Am I not? That's that's yeah. that's a problem. The only good thing that I see from this Dallas Minnesota series, and it's what we said, what kind of why we wanted to avoid it for the first round and wait till round two, they are beating the shit out of each other. It's going to be a war of attrition. Who's going to come out of it healthier um, is is going to be you know a major thing moving forward. Uh, we're taking a look here at the Stanley cup playoffs presented by the variety sports network merch store, go to bonfire.com slash variety dash sports dash network. You get the sick playoffs shirts that we made for both the nuggets and the abs joke is on you. And uh, it only takes 16. Obviously we're still looking for number one of that 16, but be sure to check that out. Get all of your VSN merch at uh, bonfire.com backslash variety dash sports dash network. At least we weren't the worst one seed. Oh beating on on Tuesday night, right? Oh that was here's the God. funny thing. You'll appreciate my this. Gosh. You know how petty I am. And oh, when it comes petty. to the Avalanche, when it comes to the Avalanche, I basically have there's no you have standard. A, you have, you have a notes. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I can't. I can't verify this, but you have a notes of like dumb shit that other hockey teams do that pissed you off. That you can be like, ah, you fuckers. I got you that time. Yeah. Well, I can exactly. get you this time. Ah, you fucking idiots. Got you again. But yeah, I know you have it's saved a running list. graphs on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's a running list. Uh, one of my students, her mom is from Vegas, so they claim to be Knights fans. Well, long first time, long time. That makes no sense. You guys have existed for five years. Knights it, fans is birth. Yeah, since birth. birth, right? It makes a little bit more sense for her in my class, but not for the mom. Don't don't try and play that shit. You didn't even know about hockey until four years ago. Anyways, hopefully they don't. Li- I really hope they don't listen to us to this at this point. But she's coming to school. I get. I ended class Jimmy, on we Tuesday. Have parent, we have a parent uh, teacher conference that we need to set up for Friday Friday morning. Jimmy Pilato to the principal's office. We have a parent teacher. It's not my fault. She said go Knights, go. I said go Av. She said go Knights. That's so. I, I ended class I, as everyone walked out the door. I was like, have a good day, have a good day, go Avs. If you've seen Christmas vacation, is Merry oh, Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, up your ass, shove it up your ass. Yes. <laughs> um. So yes, that's. She came to school this morning, though, and she just looked at me on Wednesday morning. She's like, Mr. Pilato. She just stuck out her hand and shake my hand. I was like, yeah, you know what? You did make me feel better losing by more than we did. And then just walked up to the classroom. They got their shit wrecked. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how petty I am with the Colorado Avalanche. I will shit talk a 12-year-old girl on my way to class in the morning. 7.30 in the morning, nobody's safe. 
you thought this was a safe space? Nobody's safe. If you're going after the avalanche, it's like going after a member of my family. I can't have that. You go after you go after me and mine. Let, let, let me put a disclaimer there. Safe as in terms of sports talk, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Let me let me put that disclaimer out there. If yeah. you are someone that works at Jimmy School, exactly. If, if, if everybody likes to come in, all my kids like to come in and and you know mess around about sports. I got boy, like four or five boys that think Giannis is just everything in the world, and Oh, did you see did you see Milwaukee won the other night? I was like, dude, I don't watch regular season NBA. You're, you're trying to chirp the wrong guy. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but it, it's fun. That's a good thing. It is fun. But Vegas losing 5-1 to Winnipeg. Hellbuck only facing 17 shots, Nico. Did you realize that? 17 I shots not, on goal. I did not realize that at all. 17. That's all in three periods of hockey. Dude, I don't and think I, Vegas, I'll say it, I don't think Vegas is very good. <laughs> well, I, I, I hate saying it, but I hate they I were really the, do. They had such the easier side of the Western Conference in that Pacific Division. It's I not can, even funny. In my, in my opinion, if the Avs don't win the West, like if they lose next round, I expect Dallas to fucking steamroll whoever's over there, unless it's Edmonton. Like Edmonton I, I is think interesting. Edmonton's an interesting thing we'll get, we'll get to here in a minute, too. But I, I, I have more faith in Edmonton. I have more faith in Dallas and, and Minnesota than outside of teams outside the Avs than, than Vegas. The, the goaltending is still shit. It's still fucking shit. Logan Thompson in the fucking net still. I, I, they, they, it's, it's, a, it's funny, Jimmy. Like, I, I hate being a bro, broken record every fucking playoffs, but it's like clockwork. The teams that don't know who the guy is are fucking done. Don't make it past the, the, the third weekend of, of, of fucking June. Or not, sorry, not June. Of, of May. Or of sec, past the second weekend of May. Yeah. Play it simple. Like, yeah. They don't make it that far. And, and Vegas seems to, seems to think that they can just do that and, and win. Obviously, Jackie Ace is not, not having the games of his life. You get Stoner back, possibly, too. I, he, is, he did play the other night. So he did play the other night. So that helps them. But there, there's like like I said when they had when they got was it Patrick Reddy we got Patrick Reddy and him or no maybe, maybe no he they he got rid of Patrick Reddy yeah. rid of Pat, when they got rid of Patrick Reddy there's no like second or third guy that I'm like that guy can get you points like Colorado it's, obviously Miko you can get us points um, Dallas obviously look if if if, if Pavelski or or Sagan isn't going I can go to Robertson like like these other guys have number two guys and maybe it's because I don't watch enough Vegas Gold Night games but I can't tell you. Another guy that I can trust handedly on the Golden Knights to go give me a point outside of Jackie Aces and Jack Hockey over there. The only it's goes all the way up to the top of the organization. It, I don't know how you would play as a Vegas Golden Knight because you don't know if you're going to be there, and, and it might not even be based on performance. I, the management plays roulette for I know that it's a bad pun, but they just play roulette and they let all of their all of their assets go and think that okay we're going to quick fix it this year. Oh shit! We lost to Montreal in the quote Western Conference Finals. How did that happen? They shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. We were going to steamroll them. Nope. You actually kind of got embarrassed in that series. You're kind of getting embarrassed now if if this keeps up. You can't. You're telling me you don't have anybody that can cover Kyle Connor or Mark Shifley. If you can't cover Kyle Connor or Mark Mark Shifley, how are you thinking that you're going to cover? If you get past round. the second round, wow. how are you going to defend Robertson? Pavelski might be back at that point. Ben Sagan, Heiskanen, McKinnon. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, like I said, I'm going full mush. I am still. I'm obviously wearing my Avs jacket, which I will be wearing if you're watching right now. 
Thursday night. Come say hi to us. Check us out. We're down in the lower section. Um, shout out. I'm not going to say where we got. We're not oh, shouting we out where tickets. we got our tickets from. Well, that was, it is very, we got very, very nice tickets for, for the price that we spent. And it's not even close to what you spent last year for your playoff game. But yeah, that's, yeah, this Western I, Conference, it, it, let's go over to, let's let's mention, for Edmonton and L.A. right now, they're tied 1-1. Overtime, first game, just like last year. And then second game, Edmonton comes back, evens the score 4-2. I just, I don't know what, it, what it's going to take. What it's going to take for Edmonton to actually just be the team that everybody thinks they are. Going in as the hottest team in the NHL, maybe you're bound to fizzle out at that point. There's no reason why you should have lost that game in overtime, especially because you were up 3-1 or 3-0. You were up 3-0. You let it get all the way back to 3-2. You got another three-goal lead, and then they, they come all the way back. It, it just makes no sense how Edmonton does this and, and why they're always in these games. Jack Campbell letting in the goal, obviously, the last 20 seconds of the game, obviously, to get to overtime. And, and look, as opposed to the um, – what's it called? As opposed to the Minnesota and Dallas first playoff game, like – the situation with this with this game, fucking, I felt like the Kings dominated that overtime period. Like they were getting shots. Like like Edmonton had that that high stick that went in there. It was the most obvious high stick in the game of hockey has ever seen in my life or in their life. But I, I McDavid seems to be playing with his food, Jimmy. Like, I, I, they have far more talent. Like it's, it's not even a question. Like I love Kopitar. Kopitar was a hell of a, hell of a character back when he was winning cups. Fucking fucking uh, uh, Drew Doughty, right? Absolute yeah. absolute nail nail on the on the back end for them, right? But like, who else? Philip Deneau would be the only other one. And like, then if they had Adrian Kempe, yeah, Kempe obviously. Like I I I mean I just don't understand how this team is keeping with this. And, and look. Like the conversation I listened to, obviously we both listened to Chicklets, and, and and they had this question is like, fucking McDavid may be wishing himself away right down there. Like, 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 look, like Edmonton's a small market. It's a Canadian market, absolutely is. But I mean, I'd be lying to you if if if, if McDavid was reverse on Los Angeles Kings, Kings would maybe a cup favorite right now. Like, like they would have, they yeah. would have gone, they would have gone all in. They would go all in. They would, they, they, they like as much. They as had the hate. ability. Here's they the thing. The, I'm not, yeah, I would, I'm not going to give Edmonton the shit for not making the moves because they just don't have the capital. That's why they get traded Wayne Gretzky in the first place to L.A. They just don't have that ability. But if not, you don't even have to go to L.A. If you have McDavid in Toronto, I feel like that's a better situation for Toronto. But Toronto's. <laughs> They they probably would don't don't want to do that, but that would they, give they Toronto would lose an incentive. They in game seven with with McDavid, not 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 game five. So you don't think help. that they can get over if if you just pluck McDavid from the Oilers and put him on the Leafs? You don't think that gives if them I a way swap, better if I if I swap Matthews and McDavid? No, if they add McDavid onto Matthews, not Matt. Yeah, no, you know, it's not the swap. But if you just put McDavid in Toronto right now, I think that they have a hell of a better chance of beating. They would. They, they would have a hell of a better chance, but it's fucking Toronto. <laughs> it is Toronto. It is. And it is, it is, every time we let's say just get into year, it, Jimmy, we say let's it every just go, year. Let's just go to it. Um, the Winer Babies is what I'm going to call them for the foreseeable future, unless they win this series. They're they're the Winer Babies, the Toronto Winer Babies, until they win it a first round playoff series. Because oh my goodness, here's a here's the thought: if you give up five power plays in a in a period. Quit fucking drawing penalties. 
instead of complaining about how the referees aren't even evening things evening this thing up i swear to you the radio analyst was like oh the refs will even this thing up they're not going to give tampa five power plays and not give toronto one hello are you really advocating that the referees don't call things straight and they're they're only there like okay this team has two this team has two this team has three this team has three that's not what they're there for they're there to watch the game and you were tripping and slashing and hooking it was it's like i was on colfax avenue Instead of watching an NHL playoff game, you're just it was like you get blatantly breaking the rules. Either. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. It's sloppy it, hockey. It, stop breaking the law, asshole! It's it's, it's sloppy hockey. Plain and simple. And, and there's a team. Like I said, look, these two teams have been destined to, play, to excuse me to play against each other for fucking three months now. We everyone knew no one. They, neither was catching Boston. Fourth year in a row. <laughs> and, and no, and everyone knew that they weren't. I don't know. If it's, I know it's a third. It's like year third. Row. I think it's the third year it's in a row. fourth, but either way, we're gonna go for four next year. <laughs> we're we're almost there, Toronto. You may lose four in a row to Tampa. That would be even better. Sweet. I I I I seriously don't understand how Toronto isn't dominating this series. Like I'm I'm serious. I'll I'll say it. They should be dominating this series. Look at the talent they have. Like, I, I I'm not. I'm, look, Vasilevsky is all world, all world talent. But fucking Tampa Bay is fucking playing on Tampa one had their top leg. Go. Yeah, and Tampa They're had their top D-Pair go out, and, and the game got worse. <laughs> they gave out more goals. Hadman goes out. Kucherov skating on one leg. Hyman is uh, – Hyman's on, on – Not Hyman. Uh, uh, I forgot who the other defenseman is for – Chernak. Chernak goes out. And you fucking look, get, get worse. Jimmy, like, like, look, this team added fucking O'Reilly and and, and fucking uh, O'Reilly's played like Bunting. dog shit, by the way. I know, and I added Bunt or not? Is it Bunting? Yeah, added yeah, Bunting as well. Team. Adding all these players, right? That, that 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 can all play damn good hockey, and it's it's it's. I'm serious, Jimmy. It's a fucking curse. This 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 is like I saw I saw a great a great uh a great innuendo or great comparison. This is pre 2016 Chicago Cubs. This is pre 2000. What was it? Four or 2003 Boston Red Sox. No. 2004 Boston Red Sox. Like where it's just never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Plain and simple. Unless, like, like look seriously. Like if you're awesome, oh, Matthews, no. you're what? talking to a guy who knows this better than anyone. <laughs> Better than I, anyone. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to fucking keep bringing this up, but why the fuck would Austin Matthews want to stay there? Get the, like, 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 look, I would go to fucking play in four four thousand screen Kaniacs over there in in, in in Carolina. Like, I would go rather play there. I'd go rather play at Mullet Arena and or that brand new building in Tempe with Connor Bedard and fucking deal with this horse shit. Like, like, like this Toronto media is so toxic. The fans are so toxic that that it wears on the players. Like whether you whether you think it does or doesn't, it does. It absolutely does. You don't think that they hear the booze. They don't think that they, when they drive out of the arena after a loss that they get fucking eggs thrown at their fucking car that they aren't happy about. You don't think that the, when they go to opposing arenas and see all the blue in the stadium – they're getting booed by their own team, uh, uh, even on their at road stadiums. Like this team is cursed, so badly cursed, so so badly cursed. Free Austin Matthews. That's all I'm gonna say. Free Austin Matthews. I look. I hope that 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 Tampa or sorry. I hope that Toronto can win two games here and get a two one series lead. 
just so I can hammer Tampa Bay fucking series money line again, like I did last year. Jimmy, I hit it three times. I hit it at the beginning of the series and it was plus size. I hit it after the game one loss. I hit it after the game three loss. And I hit it after um, the game four loss when they went down 3-1 or what was it, 3-2 or whatever it was. Yeah. I hit it three times and won money every single time. So if you want to talk about fucking playoff pushes, you better fucking go all in with me and, and hammer Tampa Bay money line series because – I don't look. I I picked them to win last year. I I picked them to beat them because I thought they had it. And then I realized it's never going to happen. Plans of what's never going to happen unless you face. Look, the only way Toronto will make it out of the first round of playoffs is they switch the playoff format back to the other one because they had the second, the second or third best record in the in the in the in the East, quote unquote, and they're facing the team with the fourth best record in the fucking Toronto and Tampa Bay. That's, that's, look, this has hurt them more than anyone. It's funny because Toronto is the one that makes the rules. So you just fucking hurt yourself. You played yourself. Played yourself. You never, it could always get worse. It never, very rarely gets better when you make these drastic changes. Uh, let's go quickly through the rest of the series on the East Coast. Uh, Boston loses 6 3 in game two. So that series is tied there up is at one great. apiece. Very, I, very I didn't expect it. them to lose a game in this series because Florida just gets swept out of the playoffs like nothing else. But hey, here's here's one thing that nice thing that I'll say about Florida, Matthew Kachuk. You could tell that he's happier and he's playing much better. Like he's having he's way more of an impact. Crazy. If it wasn't, no, no if it wasn't McDavid's, <laughs> if it wasn't McDavid's um, nutso season is what I'm going to call it because he's definitely going to win the heart and, and all. put that on a shirt nutso season yeah. nutso season. McDavid went nutso mode I think that Matthew Kachuk could be in consideration for the heart trophy because if you take him away from he dragged the Florida Panthers oh. to that second wild card spot they, they should they not no be in this situation no no business. no business and they have no business beating Boston in the garden that's oh. that's another thing so what that, a fucking horrendous performance from Allmark. I, 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 again, I was at the Nuggets game. I didn't watch the hockey games on, on Wednesday. But fuck, he putting up, letting six goals in. Is that what you said? Six? Yeah, six, six three. three. They lost six three tonight. That's 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 the goal. That's the guy who's winning the what's not? Is it Vesna? Is the Vesna, Vesna the goalie one? Yeah, the guy yep. that's gonna win the Vesna. That's that's your guy. I, I mean, people, they're not people, playing tummy sticks tonight. People were, were laughing at us, right? We were like, oh, they have still have a chance to win. They're like, oh, who are they going to beat in the East? I'm like, they're going to beat – the East will beat itself. Yeah. The it East will. will kick the shit out of itself. Plain simple. Just the like how – yeah. Four Panthers will be a much harder team than half the teams in the fucking Western Conference playoffs. They'll play in the first round. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, let's be fair here. The wildcard teams in the Western uh, – That's true. Pretty four, fucking four, deadly. Four, roads, four road teams win game one. So, I, I will – my fault on that. But I – Look at good look at Boston meltdown waiting to happen. All I'm gonna say is they better hope Tampa wins because if Toronto can get the monkey off their back, I think Toronto can beat them. I oh, if Toronto gets through this round, I think Toronto goes on a tear. I think they could. I I, think if they get the monkey off the back, then they go on a tear. But if they face Tampa, they may have a chance because Tampa literally will be fucking using a stretcher to get to the game, to and from the game for some of their guys. Because they played played 500 games in fucking three years. So I. Yeah. yeah, It's respectable, but it is still something that we can make fun of. other the other series so far, New York is leading New Jersey one nothing, and then the Islanders are down dominated. to the Canes two nothing. New York dominated the fucking no, five dominated. Yep, five dominated. And that's I did not expect New Jersey to give up five because I've talked about it the entire year, and I didn't expect New York to go down two zero in the series. 
those are the two teams that just get as many. They basically line up all 40 guys or whatever you have on the roster, guys that are dressing, guys that aren't dressing. They just put everybody in front of the goaltender so that you can't get a shot on goal. And that was not the case on Tuesday because New York ended up putting in five. And uh, it's crazy. Islanders. What, it's crazy what a couple additions of, of a couple Stanley Cup champions to a roster does for a team, right? Obviously, yeah. getting Kane and getting getting just or not just Durkin, fucking Tarasenko on that team, and that's going to make a massive difference. I, I, and, like, I know we want to talk about Boston this, Boston that, Tampa this, Tampa that, Toronto this, Toronto that. New York is one year removed from conference finals, and they got better. They absolutely got better. You don't think that kid line took all that experience too? And, and yeah, the additions that they made adds a whole lot of playoff experience. Uh, the Islanders pretty much missed their chance tonight. They lost 4-3 in overtime, but that was as close as you're going to get to evening this thing up. And you need to beat Carolina. The one thing that we know about Carolina in the last two seasons is that they are hard as hell to beat on the road in the playoffs. They don't lose in their barn. They never they, win on the on the road <laughs> because their goaltending is – they basically have me playing goaltender half the time. So that's – fucking trotting out Cam Ward from 2004 out there basically. I, I don't even go that – last season, last season, anti-Ranta. Yeah, that's – You had that. a guy named Anti out there in net. In the crease, that's Auntie not going to go well. Has not been has not been relevant in the world of hockey since fucking 2015, and and they tried him out there in the first round of the playoffs and said that ah, he went some pocket games. Yeah, I look, I, 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 I knew Carolina's would be a tough team to beat on the road, and obviously, look, Carolina's a good team. Obviously, the the team that won the other division, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a good team, no doubt. I I think that they did a lot of good um, pieces defensively to help that team. I still think this team has literally zero firepower offensively, like negative yeah. firepower. They didn't get patch ready. They God. were going to get patch ready back, and that just blew up in their face. Like, like Sebastian Ajo, and that's it. Like, right? Really, that's it. So, yeah, like, Spe- I, not even playing either. I, I expect the Islanders the, the the tie this back up and go two two back to Carolina. If I'm being honest with you, I think tough barn. The Islanders will be buzzing uh, with their firepower. Barzal, obviously. Um, Fucking Mo Horvath. They have firepower offensively, and obviously Sorokin um, behind the net is going to help them too, even more. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'd be very hard pressed to think that this series won't go more than five or six or six games, because I think that that because I think that this this Islanders team can be much more dynamic offensively, and I don't think the Carolina Hur- Hurricanes and those ten million thousand screaming Kaniacs over there in the Superdome um, are, are going to do them any good. Outside, outside their own barn. Because that's exactly what happened last year. They won their first round matchup. Then they had to play road games at the start of the, start of the series. And, oh, shit, now we're playing from behind. This kind of sucks. Yeah, this is no fun. Can we go back to the other way around? Um, anything else? I, we're going to finish up. We're going to preview the game that we will be at live tonight as you're listening to this on Thursday. If you're there at the game, say what's up. Uh, get a picture. We'd love to interact with the, the other fellow avaholics that are going to be out there at Ball Arena. Uh, anything other before anything else before we get into the preview of game two of the Colorado Avalanche Seattle Kraken series? Uh, like I said, keep keep pushing or keep or keep keep looking for playoff pushes coming out. I'll be popping those every day. And and like I said, I'll I'll be covering all the hockey playoffs. I, I like I said I, I won one tonight, lost one, one one tonight, but I I feel like I do got a good read on some of these playing playoff games. And worthy enough because I'm a I'm a sicko and I've been betting <laughs> hockey games since fucking October when football season was on. I know how to bet these lines and I know how to bet some of these things a certain way. So I may yeah, know if see. 
There was a good thing about the Broncos only winning like four games. <laughs> All right. Uh, preview of game two presented by SeatGeek, proud sponsor of the Variety Sports Network. Be sure to download SeatGeek. Use the code VSN when you create your account and you get $20 off your first purchase. If you're still looking for deals to try and get in to the game, I'm sure that you can find probably $150 seats up at the very top of the, the stadium. It won't matter. I think they're going to bounce back. So let's talk about it. What are you we expecting to see in game two? It's on SeatGeek, too, one of the best apps in the world to get tickets from, and, and SeatGeek always comes through with great deals. Hence the reason why we're going to the game on Wednesday night, plain and simple. Be sure to use the code VSN, and you'll help us out, and you'll help out the Variety Sports Network as a whole. Let's talk about this. What are you expecting to see? We'll go. I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll give my thoughts um, in person with your own eyes. What are you hoping to see? What do you think we will see out of Colorado Avalanche playing the Seattle Kraken for game two? I expect a much faster team. I, I expect no slow start. The team seemed like they limped into that game one. That, like they, they were ready to coast. Like I think this team comes out flying. I think I think you'll see like five shots on net for the Avs within the first four minutes. I think it's going to be that quickly paced and that that much high high tempo for this Avs team. Because I don't think this. Like I said when we saw from the Avalanche last year when they um came, when they, when they came back from losses the few times they did was that they came out firing. Plain simple. It came out firing. It came out buzzing. Um, the war, the most worrisome thing for me, obviously, is is the second and third line still. Plain and simple is obviously Val did not have the best of games either. Um, you got to get lucky in the mix, getting some points on the point shots on the net too. But that third line is what made us was one of the main reasons we won the cup last year. Obviously, you don't have Comfort, or sorry, you know not Comfort. You don't have Cagliano. You have Comfort leading that second second line, and you have uh, now you have Alex Newhook leading that third line. I. It's worrisome, right? It's worrisome, and Malgan is is well. Malgan played good. I'll say game one, but you got to have production for your back boys. Plain and simple. And and look, this defense. I don't think it's going to make the same mistakes. I don't think it will. I don't. I don't think they will. I think I expect a game where you rarely ever see some hockey, but. I'm gonna say 40 shots on goal for the apps. Okay, I think we're gonna. I think I think the team is going to fire everything at Grubar and say, do this again. Plain and simple. Do this again. A lot of those guys practice against Grubauer. Like I, I don't know how many. I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but I would roughly say more than seventy-five percent of those guys on the on the Avs currently have played with Grubauer and practice every single day. So I expect a little high volume of shots and, and and testing him as much as possible. Yeah, and I do. I saw an article today. McKinnon was interviewed afterwards. Like, did you see something different from Grubauer? Was he doing something that you hadn't seen? And flat out, no. We just we didn't get the bounces and we weren't putting enough shots on that. And I agree with both of those statements out of the Nate dog. He can say whatever he wants after that game. There was a couple moments where he was like, fuck this. You guys don't want to help me. I'll do it myself. It was a lot of those moments. He's so just uh, in like the he, playoffs, he, I can't a, wait to see him in, in the playoffs in person because on the TV screen, it looks like just an absolute – it just looks like a blur. vehicle going down He's the ice. Blur. He's a yeah. top two player in the world, and the only reason why no one talks about him is because how great everyone is, unfortunately. <laughs> like that's that's the unfortunate the, yeah, the most talented player of your generation. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I'm expecting – here's what I want to see. I want to see them bounce back, and I want to see them start off fast because last year in the playoffs – they did not lose two games in a row. I'm not saying that that's going to be the same thing this year. I've said it. We both said it. We were trying to make sure that everybody tempered their expectations because we. it was very clear. This is not the Nashville Predators last season. 
this Seattle Kraken team is miles ahead. They probably would be that team in five. Yeah, they're, they're experienced. Experience. They're very experienced. Yanni yes, Gord the lo- the lo- took yeah, everything that he time. learned from Tampa and just he's he's using it to help mold that team. Tanev, especially all all those cup uh, Pittsburgh Cup teams. I mean, look, this team just because the logo on the chest is inexperienced doesn't mean the name on the back is. Because I I I I, I expect that these teams will, that, that Seattle knows that they need to do what they need to do. Plain mm-hmm. simple. You took one and you took one, and now you have home ice. So we're going to the series, and and I, like I said, I think if Seattle wins two in a row, then we're going to have some serious conversations on the show, and, and not knock on wood that we don't have to. But like I said, you can win two. You, you are sitting in the driver's seat like no other, like no other. You get to go back to Seattle. You get to go back into a hostile environment where it's the first playoff indoor game since I want to say the fucking Supersonics in like 2005. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, obviously they, they have the Sounders, they have the Seahawks and all that, and they had the Mariners. But I indoor facilities and that raucous of a crowd, there's not much that that, route, that tallies against that, especially in a hockey playoff game. So, look, it's a must-win for the Avs, in my opinion. Must-win. I think it is as well. I want them to win since we're going to be there live. It's a better situation. We're, we are going to be giving you guys some content through our, our trip there, and we'll be back, obviously, on Saturday with our next episode to try and recap and, and stay up, up to date with these playoffs as possible. Before we sign off here, uh, you're in the clutch sports guy that you think is going to open up scoring, go to in the clutch use code variety sports and you get 10% off anything in your order from in the clutch Who do you think is going to be the guy to score the first goal tomorrow? Um, and do you think Colorado avalanche, I guess are going to be scoring the first goal. No, I think we will. I, I, Oof. Uh, I'll go. I'll go, to... I'll go Moose. I'll go Miko. Moose? Yeah. Moose did Miko. open. He's got the only playoff goal of the season so far. Miko Ranton and assisted by McKinnon. Highest player so. all season for the Avs. Most consistent player all year for us. So give me franchise Miko. record holder of goals in a season now. Fifty-five. That's yeah, crazy. It's crazy to think about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he is. With the names that have been in this franchise playing so well. It's crazy. <laughs> I I will say this. I don't like the ESPN studio panel as much as I like the TNT one. But they at least were like even Chelios, who I can't I can't stand Chelios because of the Red Wings yeah. and the Blackhawks. But he's like, how is this guy? How does nobody talk about this guy? If I was yeah. playing in the league today, I would be gearing myself up to try and beat beat him because he's six four. 220 pounds and he skates like the wind and has the, the dirtiest hands of all time. Um, Miko is a good guess. I'm going to go with Leckie because Leckie was the clutch performer and scored the club cup clinching goal from last season. And he looked so out of sync coming back from his injury. I think he's going to look much better. He's going to get something. He's, he's either going to get an easy tip in or something's going to open up in the neutral zone. He's going to go flying down and take Grooby's jock and put it in the third row. I want Lecky to toss me Grooby's jock after he dances him out of it on his first goal. I don't know why I, I want that. I would love nothing more, Jimmy. I would love nothing more. <laughs> that is, that is what we're hoping for. If you're at the game on Thursday, be sure to tell us, uh, be sure to say something if you're able to see us, uh, be sure to follow at FEOTV pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow our, uh, presenting network, variety sports network, and then be sure to check out our sponsors that we mentioned Bet us use the code in our bios, um, head over, download SeatGeek, use uh, VSN, code VSN. You get $20 off your first purchase. And then obviously in the clutch sports with uh, the code variety sports and everything like that. Nick, I'm excited. I'm glad we're able to go to the game. Going to give give the people a live look in from inside the ball arena this time. Uh, good playoff episode, solid playoff episode. Now we just got to keep grinding. As one, one's hey, down. Hey, zero, got like hey, it's, zero dark, it's zero dark 30 for us, right? It's It's – Instead of going dark, it's it's turn the light on. 
because because this is where we shine. This is where we pop episodes out. This is where we pop out content because we have two teams with with high hopes, very very high hopes, and we're gonna keep popping out content. Here's some more playoff sports from Ball Arena to talk about for the next couple weeks. Episode 134 of the Far End of the Bench podcast for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryan. Thank you, everybody, very much for listening. We will see you on Saturday. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.